It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome back to the Franchise Focus Podcast Series here at FantasyPoints.com and the Fantasy Points Podcast. My name is Joe Dolan. Joining me today for the Franchise Focus are Graham Barfield and Tom Brawley, also of FantasyPoints.com. Keep it pretty insular here. Uh, Everybody's at FantasyPoints.com. We're on the Fantasy Points Podcast. We're talking about FantasyPoints.com. We're talking about the Franchise Focus. I hope everybody goes to the website and checks all these massive articles out around which basically all of our August and September content is going to be built. So we've been working our butts off on these and uh, rolling out these accompanying podcasts, I think, has been a lot of fun. Yesterday, we covered the New York Giants, uh, actually mostly covered the Carson Wentz injury in Indianapolis. Hell, maybe there's been an update since then. We're recording these at the same time. But uh, maybe there's more to the Carson Wentz situation that that, that you've heard. But if you if there hasn't been, go check that podcast out as we broke it down uh, kind of in real time as that news had just just broke right before we started talking about the New York. Maybe they shortened the timeline from five to twelve weeks to like five to eleven. Yeah, weeks. five <laughs> to twelve weeks. So I saw Jeannie Brumell from a Football Guy said like I what he thinks that timeline in, in includes. And uh, I'd like to get Edwin's opinion on this as well, but Edwin is taking care of patients right now. Uh, he can't t- chime in. What he thinks that includes is, like, they know that if they take the bone out, that's going to be a five-week recovery. They what, what, what he said is they might not know right now what the ligament damage is, the associated ligament damage, until they go in. Um, mm-hmm. So they have to determine that. I'm sure we'll probably get an updated timeline after Wentz has the surgery. So Frank Reich said they'll know more within two to three weeks uh, of what's going to happen there. But obviously it's a gigantic blow to the Indianapolis Colts, a bigger blow than any team has received thus far. So the New York Jets, guys. Uh, Tom, we'll start with you with the market. Uh, season win total over under um, well, looks like minus 120 on six wins on the season. Um, seems a little low to me, but we'll, we'll see. Plus 2,500 to win the AFC East, plus 550 to make the playoffs, plus 7,500 uh, to win the AFC, and plus uh, 15,000 to win the Super Bowl. Um, the Jets aren't going to be very good Joe? this year. <laughs> taking those odds? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty cool on the, on the Jets right now. You know, they're coming off a two-win season. There wasn't a whole lot of highlights from last year. I did like their offseason, though. You know, they, they spent the three picks on, uh, you know, Zach Wilson, Elijah Vera Tucker, and Elijah yeah. Moore, all in the first three picks, in the top 34 picks there. And, the, you know, good for, you know, good start to the draft there. Uh, I even like some of their offseason moves. You know, they get Corey Davis, Keelan, Keelan Cole, uh, you know, just just solid pieces to to make this roster better. Um, just it's I think a lot of, you know, six wins. AFC East is loaded. I think yeah. that's uh, the big thing here. You got the Bills, uh, arguably the second best team in the conference. And then the, the Dolphins and Patriots, uh, you know, they're right there as well. So it's going to be tough to get even a two or three wins in their own division. And, you know, you're starting a rookie quarterback and you're, you know, it's a first time head coach in Robert Salah. So it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of inexperience and key spots there as well. So uh, this is a number that's, you know, been ticking down all off season. 
Uh, if I was giving out this article whenever it was at seven wins, I probably uh, would have been giving out the under. But yeah. uh, now that it's ticked down to six, you know, six and eleven, you know, I, I think they're going to be feisty enough. I I, I see Zach Wilson, uh, you know, keeping them involved and keeping them close in some games, but. Uh, this is this is going to be a team that takes some uh, takes some lumps here in 2021. Yeah, I, by the way, I liked a lot of what they did this offseason. Um, and, and I don't think you should judge the future of the Jets based on how many games they win this year. Now, obviously, we're going to be looking at Zach Wilson. Um, what is Zach Wilson going to do uh, <laughs> as the quarterback? He just got signed, I think, right as training camp started. So he might be a, a, just, a, just a, Tom, to borrow a term from you, just a skosh behind the eight ball um, because uh, he just got signed. But talented guy. And I think Sam Darnold is probably sitting here thinking, like, what did I do wrong? Like, why does Zach Wilson get to come in here and have Elijah Moore and Corey Davis? And, oh, they have Jamison Crowder, but then you go sign Keelan Cole. Like, what did I do wrong? Why did I have Adam Gase, too? Yeah, exactly. So you get, you get, uh, you get the you get uh the lesser Lafleur and uh, to call the plays. Salah seems like a great guy, a guy that people want to play for. But he gets this improved. Not to say this is a top five receiving group, but certainly it's one where you're like, I can see them having some success. And um, Graham, the guy I'm going to ask about though is the guy I'm most excited to draft. He was the Jets' fourth round pick this year, but he opened training camp as their number one running back. That's Michael Carter uh, from North Carolina. He split the backfield in college with Javante Williams, who was pretty universally regarded as the better prospect. But at North Carolina, Mac Brown had these guys rotating. Um, uh, the Jets came out and said, look, he was our fourth round pick, but we had like a second round grade on the guy. And sometimes you always look at those comments, Graham, and you're like, oh, for, for Christ's sake. Like, of course, I, like, you're going to say, oh, my God, our seventh rounder, we had him. He, he was like the eighth best player in the draft. I can't believe we got him. Like, you, you always kind of roll your eyes at that. But everything the Jets have been doing with Michael Carter to this point suggests that they're not lying. Like, we really thought this guy was a really good player. And look, if they had taken him at the top of the third round, Graham, I wonder if his ADP would have been higher just based on the draft capital. He's currently going in like the seventh, eighth round range, and I think you can justify it. There's not a whole lot of competition for Michael Carter on this depth chart. Yeah, there's not, and he's a guy that I've kind of slowly warmed up on uh, as as the summer has gone on here. And this this kind of positive drumbeat has started. It started back in like mini camps and OTAs when he was getting like legitimate first team burn too. I mean, he was playing ahead of Ty, you know, Ty Johnson and Tevin Coleman. And on the surface, yeah, that's not very impressive. But like, you know, if you've been following the NFL for long enough, you know, these coaches love to come out and put rookies behind veterans that they're clearly oh, going to yeah. be ahead of by week one. So the fact that the Jets have already made that decision and made Carter at least the 1A, um, yeah, I, I do think that's newsworthy. Uh, the flip side, you know, I never thought, you know, Carter's a little bit undersized. He's 5'8", 200 pounds. I've never thought he's going to be a bell cow. Um, I kind of comped him when I was writing up Yards Created. I was like, he's on that, like, Gio Bernard, Chase Evans, James White spectrum. And Gio Bernard is able to, you know, handle 15, 16 carries per game. Do you want him doing that over a full season? Probably not. But that being said, the Jets don't really have too much else. Um, I think this is going to end up being some sort of rotation. But, I mean, Carter is by far going to have the most valuable role. And he should get most of the passing down work, which is what I'm most intrigued by. Yeah, I, I, he's the guy who I'm, I'm drafting here for sure. The guy who I'm out on, Tom, is Tevin Coleman. I just like the body is just totally broken down right now. If you look, Tom, at athletic profile, though, 
Ty Johnson is very similar to Tevin Coleman. I wonder if, like, this might be a, a, a revenge of the youth here, here. Like, just Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, they have LaMichael Pirine. I'm not sure how Pirine really fits there. Um, Kaplan told us that the coaching staff likes Pirine. I was kind of surprised by that. I didn't really view him as the kind of guy who fits this kind of outside zone kind of offense, but um, Michael Carter's by far the best bet, and I think the rest of these guys are, are probably waiver wire types. Yeah, I mean, I've drafted Coleman some, but just because he's going just extremely late, like yeah. as my fifth or sixth running back on best ball teams. But, you know, nothing I'm Give I'm you two or three games. About. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, uh, you, know, we'll, you know, and we'll see if Carter, you know, we, we, we think highly of him, but, you know, he is a rookie. You know, Graham laid out that he's undersized here. So uh, while the situation looks good and, you know, we'll, we'll see how he adjusts to the league and, um, you know, Pete Ryan feels like a weird fit for this this scheme here. He's not not the fastest guy. He's more of a a power back, more of a, between the tackles. And uh, Ty Johnson is a guy I will be keeping an eye on here early in the season. Uh, he's been an intriguing guy. He's bounced around a little bit from Detroit to the Jets, uh, but he he can really get to the corners. He has that type of speed, and um, he, he seems like a nice fit potentially for this offense. So uh, yeah, it, it's. I'm with you guys, though. It's all Michael Carter here in the backfield, and then uh, I'll kind of wait to see how it all all plays out here. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I, I don't know if Carter will truly be a bell cow. I, I kind of yeah. see them uh, kind of working all three of these backs in and preferring to use Carter in the passing situations while, you know, just giving, yeah. giving Coleman and Ty Johnson, you know, six to eight carries each. Uh, I, I don't think they really want to get Carter up over 200, right. you know, 200 carries this season. Real, real quick hypotheticals here, guys. Uh, who do we want, Carter or Dame Williams? Or, sorry, not Dame Williams, <laughs> Damian Harris. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. oh. Am, I like, I go, am I going I to – I like Carter for his receiving, receiving upside. upside. Yeah, yeah, I would say I that. I think they're going to be in some pass-heavy scripts as well, but... you know, with the – in the second half, I, know, I was so looking at the, I was looking at my rankings uh, on this this weekend. I was like, damn, it's it's getting closer and closer here. Yeah, probably. I, I think I'm with those, you, Tom. I think I'm going to switch him to switch with Carter. Uh, but it's one of those Graham where I, if I was doing ten best ball teams, and in the eighth round I had yeah. the choice between the two of those in all ten, it might be like six to four in favor of Carter. Like yeah, yeah. that's how I that's like to tell to people. Um, like how do you, how you how do you draft within a tier? Like. Right. Just because you have let, – let's, let's just throw an example out there. If I have Devontae Adams, wide receiver two, and I have Stefan Diggs, wide receiver three, that doesn't mean if I have to, cho- to choose between the two of them in ten straight drafts that I'm going to choose Devontae Adams every time. That's why mm-hmm. tiers are so important because they're like, all right, I've got I've to differentiate here. I only like Adams a little bit more than I like – Stefan Diggs. I do I like him more? Yes. But is it 10 to nothing more? No. That's Devontae Adams to Elijah Moore. If I have the choice between the two of them, I'm taking Devontae Adams 10 times out of 10. But Devontae Adams vis-a-vis um Stefan Diggs, uh Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, all right, that's where I'm going to differentiate because that that is a very close one. And I think it might be six four in favor of Carter in that regard. Right. And that Tom brings me one more thing here. Because I, yes. I mentioned him. Elijah Moore, the rookie wide receiver. Scott Barrett's boy. Greg Cosell loved him. He's the wide receiver I've been drafting here. Absolutely. I, I've been, <laughs> I loved it earlier this summer when he was going 150-plus picks in. And then uh, he started blowing up in minicamp. And 
you know, the the drum beat, as uh, Graham said, it, it's been going all summer long here. And they did, you know, Graham brought up about the first team reps for Carter. They did, uh, you know, they tried to temper it a little bit with Elijah Moore. Uh, you know, at the very start of training camp, he was with, with the second team a bit, but he's he's worked his way into the first team. He, you know, he's earned those snaps. So um, the, the problem is, you know, I, I don't know if I, you know, fully trust Zach Wilson. You know, I, this is a, a team that wants to be run-centric at, at the core of things. And I do think that they're going to use a uh, four-man rotation at receiver. I, I yeah. think it's going to be Corey Davis. Yeah. I think it's going to be Elijah Moore, Keelan Cole, and Jamison Crowder all kind of rotating snaps and I think it could even be a, just a three-man rotation where Corey Davis is kind of just locked into that X and uh, they're kind of rotating Crowder Johnson and more uh, uh, Keelan Cole and uh, Crowder and more and there's three other spots and there's two other spots so um, that's the only thing I'm worried about but you know if Moore is going to be making these ridiculous plays that you know these 40-yard bombs he's just separating uh, you know at the end of the day you're not going to take that guy off the field so uh, if he's playing well well enough this year, you know he's going to earn a spot, and he's he's the guy to target. You know, ten plus rounds into a draft, you know I start targeting him probably about 120, 130 picks into drafts. Um, it's an ideal spot, and you know he's a guy that could really break out here. You know he 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 did it at Mississippi after AJ Brown and DK Metcalf left. Uh, he was the man there, so you know just because he's a little bit undersized, and there was some thought that he might just be a slot only type of player, but. Uh, he looks like he can play all over the field because of his route, you know, route quickness and uh, just a guy you want to be early on. You know, it, it might not be the best offense here in New York, but you you want to be on these type of guys. All right, guys, that'll wrap up the New York Jets uh, franchise focus podcast. Uh, exciting rookies is kind of the the. Uh, the theme there, even though they're not getting drafted very highly. We'll see which of those guys pans out. We'll be back tomorrow when we discuss Philadelphia Eagles here on the Fantasy Points Podcast. At Tom Brawley on Twitter, at Graham Barfield, at FG underscore Dolan for me, at Fantasy PTS for the website. Make sure you go and subscribe so you get all the franchise focus articles. Um, you are not going to regret it if you do. We are updating rankings and cheat sheets and all of that stuff constantly, and we'll be doing so throughout the month of August and into September to get you ready for your fantasy football drafts. You get a free 24-hour trial period if you sign up and create an account, by the way. So uh, you might want to get on that right now. Thank you for joining us here. I'm Joe Dolan. He's Tom. He's Graham. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.